Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. This is 7 News with Ann Sanders. There's been a sharp spike in the latest number of COVID cases in New South Wales after a promising day yesterday. Plus, the virus has jumped out of the city and into regional areas. Testing uncovered 110 new cases. Concerningly, 43 people were infectious while in the community. Samantha Brett is at Fairfield in Sydney's southwest. Good morning, Sam. The Premier warning this morning of the seriousness of the COVID spread. Yes, good morning, And We now know that COVID has spread to regional parts of New South Wales. And as you mentioned, we have now seen 110 new cases in the community in the past 24 hours. That includes 43 people that were out and about while infectious. But in some good news, we saw 84,000 people right across New South Wales come forward for testing. Unfortunately, though, we now have more hotspots around Sydney, mostly in our western suburbs. That includes Maryland, Belrose, Mount Druitt, Lakemba and Wollongong. Also, the virus has now spread to the central west of New South Wales. People waking up this morning in Orange, Blaney and the Camon Shire now have to be in lockdown for the next seven days until the 28th of July. That is all due to a driver for a pet food company who drove from Western Sydney uh, all the way to near Orange and infected someone there. Uh, but the New South Wales Premier says these numbers could have been a lot worse. Had we not gone into the lockdown a few weeks ago, the 110 number today would undoubtedly have been thousands and thousands. There is no doubt about that. So we've been extremely successful in limiting the spread to what we have today. We now have an extra 60,000 people in lockdown across New South Wales. The total number of people who have to stay at home across the country is actually 14 million. But the Premier did make special mention of the people here where I am this morning in Fairfield. We were at the testing centre earlier. We're seeing hundreds of people coming forward for testing and really this community is doing the right thing. 50 out of those 110 that tested positive yesterday are from the southwest region. That's less than half. Yesterday we saw two-thirds of those. So whilst the virus is spreading, the people here in this area seem to be doing the right thing. And All right, Sam, thank you very much. Sam Brett in Fairfield. Victoria has recorded 22 new cases as the state faces another week in lockdown. Nathan Carey is in our Melbourne newsroom. Nathan, the slightly good news is that all the cases are linked to current outbreaks.
Yes, and no mystery cases, which is always a good thing. Still, two, 22 is a little high considering the numbers have sort of seeming to be trending down the past few days. But the big question will be, and we'll learn more at the daily briefing, just how many of those 22 were infectious out in the community? Because the state government has made it very clear when they extended this lockdown by a week that they would only ease restrictions once they were satisfied that most of, if not all, of the cases they were seeing were isolating at the time of their infection. The other really good news that we're seeing this morning is more than 59,000 tests completed across Victoria in the past 24 hours. Such a great effort by Victorians there. But I was at one of the testing sites this morning. Not a lot of people there. So we really need to keep those numbers up given just how many exposure sites there still are in the state, Anne. All right, Nathan, thank you very much. Nathan Curry reporting from Melbourne. Queensland has recorded no new cases of COVID-19, but health officials are furious after a Melbourne woman infected with the Delta variant travelled through the state. She dined at one of the Sunshine Coast's busiest restaurants when she should have been in isolation after attending a pub in Victoria, which was later identified as a COVID exposure site. The woman in her 20s is fully vaccinated with Pfizer. Queensland has now declared South Australia as a hotspot and will close the border from 1am tomorrow. South Australia has recorded one new case of COVID-19 as the state enters a snap seven-day lockdown. The new case is linked to the Greek on Halifax restaurant in Adelaide that was visited by a positive case. There are now six cases linked to the current cluster. Premier Stephen Marshall called the circuit breaker lockdown from six o'clock last night, saying it was their one chance to stop the outbreak. Australia and the US are forging stronger military ties with plans for more joint exercises amid the growing threat from China. Political reporter Taylor Aiken is live in Canberra. Good morning, Taylor. How will this impact already strained relations with Beijing? And it is likely to only further anger China with relationships between uh, China and Canberra sinking to new lows. It's been revealed that US and Australian Defence Forces are planning to expand joint training missions, similar to the recent Talisman Sabre exercise held last week, as well as considering further postings for US Marines across bases in Queensland. The aim to ensure a strong allied presence within the region at a time of heightened tensions with Beijing. Defence Minister Peter Dutton saying efforts will also ramp up in the cyber security space, which is proving to be a growing threat. And we know that uh, the Communist Party in China has really industrialised uh, their attack on systems, so trying to steal intellectual property, uh, taking state secrets, taking people's health records, uh, all of that is what we face online at the moment. So it's not just uh, in the physical world, but also the cyber world where we want to deepen and strengthen the relationship with the United States. Meanwhile, China has strongly rejected claims it is to blame for a hack on the Microsoft Exchange program. In a statement, the Chinese embassy in Canberra fired back, as a victim of cyber attacks, China always firmly opposes cyber attacks and cyber theft in all forms. Australian intelligence officials indicating Australia is prepared to launch counterattacks if required, if national security comes under threat. Anne? Taylor Aiken reporting. Thank you, Taylor. Competition has kicked off at the Olympics with our softballers taking on Japan. The first time the sport has appeared at the Olympics since 2008. Our women's soccer team, the Matildas, will face off against New Zealand later today. Marley Hogan has the latest from Tokyo. 
Good morning. It is game time. The very first competition for the Tokyo 2020 Olympic Games has started. The Australian women's softball team is currently playing the host nation. The team known as the Aussie Spirit are playing Japan in Fukushima, a stadium that can hold 30,000 spectators, but they are currently playing that game in front of no fans. And all the coverage of that game is on 7+. Plus. It is a big first day of competition for Australia. Later this evening, the women's football team, the Matildas, will take on New Zealand for their first match of the Games. There was a really special arrival in Tokyo last night, Aussie superstar Paddy Mills. He is our joint flag bearer. He is the first Indigenous Australian to have the honour, a four-time Olympian, and says he is humbled to share the experience with swimmer Kate Campbell. Being here now and letting it all sink in and soaking it all up and having the opportunity to do it with Kate Campbell as, as well I think is a uh, really cool opportunity that I'm looking forward to. There is just one more win that Australia is chasing today. Later tonight we will find out if Brisbane will win the bid to host the 2032 Olympic Games. And there are live sites set up in Brisbane and elsewhere in Queensland today as the clock ticks down to that all-important vote. Steve Tidmus is at South Bank in Brisbane. Hi there, Steve. When will we know if Brisbane will host the 2032 Olympics? Well, it's going to be hopefully a very historical day for Queensland and also indeed for all of Australia. The final presentation bid will happen at 5.10 this afternoon. The IOC will then go and vote at 6 o'clock and then that big announcement, and we hope it does go Brisbane's way, will come at 6.30 tonight. There are live sites, as, uh, just like the one that I'm here at the moment at South Bank in Brisbane, stretching from the Sunshine Coast all the way to Broadbeach on the Gold Coast. Plenty of people have started to gather already. They're sitting in green and gold beanbags, and they'll be here waiting for the announcement, which will be broadcast live at these sites. Now, it's been a marathon run. The last lap we are now on. It all started back in 20. 2015, when the Brisbane Lord Mayor back then, Graham Quirk, joined with the Council of Regional Mayors and they made a bid for the 2032 Olympic and Paralympic Games. The Premier, Anastasia Palaszczuk, she wasn't convinced at first, but she came on board a couple of years ago. What it will mean, there'll be 32 venues across Queensland, all the way from the Sunshine Coast down to the Gold Coast. Also, the sailing expected to be held at Hamilton Island. 21 venues will be in Brisbane. The cornerstone will be a brand new Gabba at a cost of $1 billion. But the big thing about these Olympic, ga Olympic Games and Paralympics is that it will be about legacy. There will be parks built, there will be roads, plenty of community infrastructure. It certainly is a very exciting day here in Queensland. Let's hope that it does go our way. For those people in Queensland wishing to watch the announcement live, Seven News will have a very special presentation of our news from four o'clock this afternoon for those people in Queensland. And for the rest of Australia, you can watch the lead up and the big announcement on Seven Plus. Oh, good luck, Steve. We're with you. Thank you very much for updating us this morning. A former member of the Defence Force is appearing in court today after police raided his home at Picton, southwest of Sydney, yesterday. Police seized chemicals that could be used to make explosives, as well as detonator casings and a firearm. The 54-year-old man reportedly has bomb-making experience because of his time in the military. The investigation was launched after the Australian Federal Police passed on intelligence to the New South Wales Police Force.
At least 80 major wildfires are raging across the United States' west coast. More than 4,000 square kilometres of land are on fire, prompting thousands of evacuations. The fires are expected to worsen under dire conditions in coming days. Excessive heat is forecast across eastern Montana and much of California, Nevada and parts of Oregon have been in drought. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Russia has unveiled a prototype of its next-generation fighter jet. The launch at an air show in Moscow was the first chance for the West to look at the warplane, given the project name Checkmate. Russia plans to produce 300 of the aircraft over the next 15 years and says it is a rival to the F-35 stealth fighter. Amazon founder and billionaire Jeff Bezos has clinched a lifelong ambition, leading the first crewed mission of his space rocket and claiming the title astronaut. Bezos and three others made a short but successful arc through weightlessness and back to the Texas desert. Our US correspondent Tim Lester is there. Another billionaire crosses the threshold of sending civilians to space as a business. Two, one. New Origin's hydrogen-fired rocket propelling them from the West Texas desert to three times the speed of sound. The capsule released to climb above 100 kilometres from Earth, briefly looping through zero gravity. Well, it's like surprisingly natural it's like to, effortless to be in zero and You feel yeah. comfortable. It's not weird at all. It's very nice. Veteran aviator Mary Wally Funk becomes the oldest astronaut ever. She's 82. We had a great time. It was, it was wonderful. I want to go again fast. With her, the youngest ever astronaut. 18-year-old physics student Oliver Damon, Jeff Bezos and brother Mark. Under parachute, 10 minutes and 10 seconds after liftoff, they stir the Texas dust. My expectations were high and they were dramatically exceeded. And this Highway 54, crowded with media, space watchers and police trying to control it all. Blue Origin plans two more missions this year and hopes ultimately they become so common they don't attract these crowds. I'd, I'd love to have a bit of this. It's exciting. Oh, exciting. Can't beat it. Commercial space travel just seems like such a such an interesting thing. Critics say the world's richest person is wasting billions here. He says space is the future. We have to build a road to space so that our kids and their kids can build the future. In Van Horn, Texas, Tim Lester, 
7 News. It's been a bad week for share markets around the world, knocked about by the pandemic. Let's bring in our network finance editor, Gemma Acton. Hi there, Gemma. There are signs of a recovery this morning. Yes, and there certainly are. Wall Street staged a strong bounce back overnight. Now, our local share market has started the day off with that same optimism. The ASX 200 is more than 1% higher, and all but a handful of companies are seeing their share prices rise. Top of the leaderboard are miners and retailers, while travel companies have also started strong. And now we've just had the most recent retail sales figures released for June, which show a 1.8% fall across the country. Now, analysts had been expecting a lift in sales, but results was very severely hit by stay-at-home orders in both Victoria and New South Wales during that month. Food retailing was the only category that managed to post a rise. And then despite all of the positive sentiments swirling around global markets today, our Aussie dollar just cannot catch a break. It's still hovering around 73.2 US cents. Yeah, it's low, isn't it? Thanks a lot, Gemma. Gemma Acton reporting. To Sport Now, we begin with breaking news from the Olympics. Australian equestrian rider James Kermond has been banned from the Tokyo Games after testing positive to cocaine. Australia's Olympic campaign is underway. Our softballers led off against host nation Japan, surprising the reigning gold medalist from the top of the first innings with Michelle Cox scoring after a series of walks. But the host nation's batters quickly turned the tide, Japan defeating Australia 8-1. The Boomers and Opals arrived in Tokyo overnight ahead of their opening games and they've started a new tradition. All Australian players, past and present, receiving an Akubra hat, which they want to become the basketball's baggy green. Just a part of our Boomers program and, and our legacy and what we're, we have built. Um, and our culture uh, full of traditions that, you know, hopefully will, will carry us over the line in the end. The Matildas begin their Olympic campaign tonight against New Zealand. You can watch it live on 7 and 7 Plus. The star power in Tokyo has increased with tennis world number one Novak Djokovic flying off to Japan from his homeland of Serbia. Djokovic could become the first ever person to win the Golden Grand Slam if he wins gold in Tokyo and the US Open. The Melbourne Demons say their confidence hasn't taken a hit after a lacklustre draw to Hawthorne last week. For the second time this season, Melbourne will face the Bulldogs in a top-of-the-leader clash without any crowd. We sit in a really good position as a footy club. You know, we've got enormous belief in how we play. We know that it's stacked up against some really good teams you know, throughout the season and, and that's what we want to prove again, that it does stack up. Adelaide and Port Adelaide arrived in Melbourne last night after being denied exemption to train by the South Australian Government. Port will face Collingwood at Marvel Stadium Friday night. Eels coach Brad Arthur says reports of Mitchell Moses' back fracture have been blown out of proportion. Arthur revealed Moses suffered the injury early into his Blues debut in Origin 3, playing most of the game with the fracture. But the star halfback might only miss tomorrow night's clash with the Raiders. I'm not a doctor, I'm only here on what people told me, but um, he was close to playing this week. He'll, he'll run next week and we'll see if he's right to play. Families of NRL players and staff have flown to Queensland today to undergo a 14-day quarantine before reuniting with their loved ones. 
Australia are on track for the perfect start to their one-day series against the West Indies. In Aaron Finchon's absence, stand-in skipper Alex Carey led by example, guiding Australia's innings with 67 off 87. Defending a rain-revised total of 257, Mitch Stark struck on the first ball of the innings, tearing through the windies. Stark and Hazelwood took three wickets each within the opening eight overs. The Aussies are nearing victory despite the best efforts of Chiron Pollard. Now for a look at the national weather today. A cold front crossing eastern New South Wales is generating powerful winds and snow in the alpine regions of Victoria and also in Tasmania. A low off the southwest is generating showers over WA and South Australia. Around the capitals, windy in Brisbane today, a top of 17, windy in Sydney and 15 degrees. Canberra, sunny, only 11 degrees today. Possible showers in Melbourne, a top of 13. Showers in Hobart, also 13. Mostly sunny in Adelaide, 13 degrees. Showers easing in Perth with a top of 20 degrees today. And a sunny one forecast for Darwin and a top of 33 degrees. That's 7 News to Now. We'll keep you up to date throughout the day. Our next major bulletin is at 4pm. I'm Ann Sanders. Thanks for your company. Have a lovely day.